0: What is going on everyone, my name is Andy, welcome back to another FPL video, and this one it's transfer tips for game week 16, so I'm going to go through some of the popular players that people are moving in and out of their squads and give you my opinion on whether they are good moves or not. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already, and let's jump into it. So let's start with the big news from last night, and that is that Brian Burmo picked up an injury in the game against Brighton. Luckily for anyone that owned him, he did score before he went off, but he now does become a potential problem for the Sheffield United away game in game week 16. Now at the time of recording, we don't yet know whether he's going to miss that game or how long he might be out for. Apparently he's rolled his ankle and they're going to assess him ahead of the weekend. Now the problem we've got is usually Brentford play on the weekend and have a week off next weekend, etc., But it's a quicker turnaround. So they've just played on Wednesday evening. And they've got another game now on Saturday afternoon. It's a 3 o'clock kickoff against Sheffield United. If Imbermo ends up being a doubt for that game, or, or let's just say that Thomas Frank rules him out completely, then I think he then becomes a pretty easy sell. Now, I know what you're thinking to yourself. I spent ages talking him up. We really needed him for that Luton game. The next four fixtures were looking good. You said that you could carry him through the blank. The fixtures afterwards were decent as well. But I think missing Sheffield United would kind of change my thinking on that. Because in the next three game weeks, he would miss game week 16, potentially be back for game week 17. And don't get me wrong, Villa at home is not a bad fixture. If you've got a great bench option that you could play in 16, then you could do that instead. But then they blank in game week 18. So potentially... He's going to miss two of the next three. And the fixtures are good after the blank. I've said that many times. The other problem is that we still don't have the announcement for the double game week in game week 20. And the general consensus seems to be from the fixture gurus like Ben Creden on Twitter, James from Planet FPL, etc. That if we don't hear about it before this game... Uh, before the game week 16 deadline then it becomes very unlikely that it's going to happen it wouldn't be impossible but the chances go down quite a lot so if he's going to miss Sheffield United and they're obviously blanking in 18 and there's not a double in 20 then I think I would probably be looking to sell him for most people's squads obviously everyone's team is set up different etc but for most people he would then become a sell now who to get rid of him for there's a long list of midfielders you could go for depending on how much money you've got to spend or how much money you want to save if you don't yet have players like Saka and you've got the money to go straight to him then that's definitely an option but I'm going to stick to players at his price or below now one I think is a big differential right now that not many people have thought about is Sterling 7 million so slightly cheaper than in Burmo at 7.1 And the fixtures for Chelsea are really good coming up, as we know. So Everton away, Sheffield United at home, Wolves away, Palace at home, Luton away, Fulham at home. That's a big differential for a player that we know can produce plenty of FPL points on his day. The problem is he's on four yellow cards, right? And there's lots of players at the moment on four yellows, which is making things quite tricky. Now, should that put you off completely? Absolutely not. Could he be worth the risk? Absolutely. Um, I think it depends on how many other potential issues you've got in your team. The worst thing that could happen is he gets the... Well, I mean, there's two kind of bad things that could happen. He gets the yellow card against Everton, then misses that plum fixture against Sheffield United at home in game week 17. Or he gets the yellow in the Sheffield United game, and he misses game week 18, which is obviously a blank for Brentford and Man City. Now, the only good thing is... If you were to sell in Burmo you're taking out a player that blanks in 18. So actually, if Sterling did end up missing that game, it maybe wouldn't be the end of the world because you've already got rid of one player that's blanking anyway, so you're not gaining an extra one, if that makes sense. You've got exactly the same amount of players that would be blanking in an 18, and Sterling might not miss it completely. So I like him as an option, especially because his ownership for you know, engaged managers, etc., is probably quite low at the moment. If you're going to go down in price from there, the main players people are going to be looking at is probably Gordon, and we need to see whether he plays tonight against Everton. I'm sure he will. Um, and Palmer and Huang. Now, I'm going to talk about Huang a little bit more in a minute because people keep saying I haven't talked about him enough. He's another player that's on four yellow cards, by the way. Um, I obviously like Cole Palmer for the same reason... I like Sterling, the fixtures are excellent. He's only 5.3 million. Presumably, he's still first choice penalty taker, even though Enzo took one the other day when Palmer wasn't on the pitch. And obviously, at 5.3 million, he does enable, you know, you to spend that extra money elsewhere. It might be making your forward line a little bit better. It might be getting that Trippier or that Trent, whatever it is. I think he's a solid option to bring in right now with the fixtures that they've got. Um, and obviously with Gordon, okay. After the Everton game, it spurs away, which on paper is maybe not great, but obviously we know they're having some issues defensively. But in game week 17, 18, and 19, it's Fulham at home, Luton away, and Forrest at home. So for a lot of people, at least from what I've seen with them discussing it on Twitter and stuff like that, it seems to be if you've got Gordon, they're buying Palmer, and if you've got Palmer, they're buying Gordon. And that's basically it. Huang is an option as well. And like I said, I'll talk about him in a minute. But I think those two for their price are decent. Plus, they would enable you to make other moves elsewhere. So for me, getting Gordon in would enable me to get Watkins back easily. It might mean that you can get Poro or Trippier, whoever it is. And I quite like the look of them. If we're looking a little bit more expensive, then you've got Kudus as well, um, who's been doing really well recently. I'm just trying to find him here. 6.6 million. Um, Fulham away in game week 16, Wolves at home in 17, Man United at home in 18, Arsenal away in 19, Brighton at home in 20, Sheffield United away in 21, Bournemouth at home in 22. There's not too many really difficult fixtures in there. Obviously, the Spurs game will have been played by the time um, you have to make this decision. So I don't mind him as a little bit of a punt either. But I think going down to that much cheaper player to enable those funds for other moves is probably the route for most people. There's probably a bunch of other players I've missed there. I don't want to go into too much more detail because it might be that is absolutely fine for Sheffield United, but I just think for most people, if he's going to miss that game and that double doesn't get announced, then all of a sudden he becomes a pretty easy sell. Even though I love the guy and I really wanted to get him back, these things happen in FPL and you've got to make a decision based on the most recent information. So, every week I get a few comments that say that I'm not talking about a particular player enough. And this week the player seems to be Huang Hee Chan. I'm not giving him enough airtime, so let's talk about him now. Now, to be fair, over the last kind of three to five game weeks, if I've needed a midfielder at 5.7 or below, I've always preferred to go for Cole Palmer instead because we knew he was on penalties, right? He'd already taken enough. We didn't know that about Huang. He was a little bit cheaper, and I knew that Chelsea had the great fixture on that they've got coming up as well. So there were a lot of reasons to go for him, and the narrative seems to be that you're ignoring Huang and he's done really well, and Palmer, you keep recommending, but he hasn't done that well. But actually, the scores have been pretty similar. Like, Huang's recent five... Uh, 10 points, 1, 7, 2, and 5. That's his last five game weeks. And for Cole Palmer, it's 8, 1, 2, 6, and 12. So I'm not going to sit here and work out who's higher, but it looks pretty close on paper. So I don't think there's a huge issue there. I think in isolation, right, let's say you've already got Palmer, you just don't want him, right? I think Huang's a good option. He's a cheap price at 5.7. Presumably, he'll take the next penalty. I don't think it's a guarantee because he won the last one that he took, But the probability is that he will take the next one, you would assume. And the fixtures are okay on paper. Next five are Forest at home, West Ham away, Chelsea at home, Brentford away, and Everton at home. I've got the Game Week 21 fixture listed in red because he'll be away for the Asia Cup for that game. So that's another slight issue with him if you bring him in now. is in game week 21, you're then going to have another player to deal with. And You might have Salah and Son already on your list, potentially in Burmo as well. So it's just another transfer down the line you've got to make. Again, not a huge issue. In the short term, I think he looks pretty good. But he's also on four yellow cards. Now, I go round and round in circles about whether or not to bring players in on yellow cards. And generally, I just don't like taking the risk if there's another player that's just as good if not slightly better, for a similar price, and I think with Cole Palmer, I think you can make a case he's a better option, he's going to cost you less money, the fixture on coming up is great, he's not on four yellow cards, he's not at risk of getting suspended, um, you know, for the next card that he gets, although I think he's on three, so it's not like he's that much further behind, yeah, he's on three, so two more and he'll get suspended, but he's not as close as Huang, We know he's on penalties and he's not going away to any competitions in January or anything like that. So you're not going to lose him later on. So I just think if you haven't got either Palmer or Huang, you need a player under 6 million. I just think you go for Palmer right now. And people will say about the yellow cards... You overthink it, you're going to miss points, etc. And sometimes that is the case. We all remember, if you've been playing FPL for a long time, Costa at Chelsea, right? I've talked about this story so many times, but I didn't bring him in because he was on four yellows and he went like five or six games without getting one. Absolutely smashed it. But do you not remember like a season or two ago... James Madison and Ivan Toney were close to getting suspended. People brought them in, and they got suspended almost instantly. So sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. My preference generally is to ignore if there's a slightly better option. And I just think in isolation, Huang is a really great FPL player for 5.7. He's done fantastic this season. The underlying numbers aren't too bad. He's probably on penalties as well. But I just think in Cole Palmer, you've got a slightly better option you can even go for Anthony Gordon for a little bit more money as well so I think if you've owned Huang recently great loads of points there's no reason to sell him anytime soon but if you don't own him I would question whether this is the best time to bring him in so speaking of Chelsea's fixtures let's have a discussion about Reese James and I feel like if you're the type of FPL manager like me that always thinks about bringing him in you almost need a therapy session to talk it through he's the FPL player that you can't quit you know what you can do on the pitch when he plays. But you also know there's all those other issues with injuries that come with it, yet you tend to ignore it and it always ends up in disaster. And for me, the game last night against Man United, I think he did really well when he came on at halftime, created a few chances, had a few shots as well. A nice reminder about what he can do. But the fact he didn't start that match has really put me off bringing him in because I do have spare transfers at the moment for defenders. The fixtures are great. But the fact that he couldn't start that game means Chelsea are, and I think this is a good thing, by the way, are really managing him at the moment they don't want to put him in a situation where he's going to be out for another long period of time and the reason that it's really put me off is if you look at his recent game so he hasn't made it to 80 minutes in any match so far this season but it's not really just that he was suspended for the brighton game in game week 14 because he got sent off against newcastle so he hasn't played since the 72nd minute against newcastle in game week 13 and that match was on the 25th of november so he had like, what, 10, 11 days off, and he still couldn't start the next match because of knee pain. Now, players have that all the time, right? They have a small knot and they play the next game. It's not a problem. Look at Cole Palmer the week before. He was benched. He came on and he started against Man United. But with Reese James, it is that just, it's just that reminder that he does always have these small issues. And if Chelsea want to make sure that he's not going to be out for a long time, they're going to have to manage him. So I hate to say it but I just don't think it's not that I don't think anyone should be going for uh, him because I think you need to weigh up how much risk you're willing to take and also I think unless you've got the money to go to a Trent or a Trippier there really aren't a huge amount of great defenders at the moment as we're going to discuss in a minute and the fixtures are great for Chelsea but just how many of these games is he going to play I mean Everton away is on Sunday he's only played 45 minutes against Man United so presumably if he's fit he could play that And the next game is against Sheffield United, which is six days later on the Saturday. So could he play Sunday and Saturday? Absolutely. But then after Sheffield United, they got Carabao Cup before they play Wolves. And I think given that that's the only trophy Chelsea have got a chance of winning this year, they're probably going to go full strength, in which case he probably misses Wolves. Then you're hoping he's back for Crystal Palace on the 27th. And then three days later, you've got the Luton game. So I think out of the next, what is it, five games, there is a chance that Reece James misses one, or probably two, and that's if he remains fit. If he doesn't remain fit, he's going to kind of play even less. So I think because of the price, the fixtures, and the lack of great alternatives, there are other players you could think about, but a lack of great ones for that kind of price, you could take the risk. But I think the fact that he had 10 days off and then still couldn't start against Man United has probably put me off, but I'm not guaranteeing it. So let's stick to defenders and talk about Matty Kashnex and he has become a real problem he started the first 13 game weeks in a row and has now been benched for the last two which is less than ideal and I just don't think you can have any confidence moving forward about which games he might start in because if you look at the last three matches he started against Spurs in game week 13 was subbed at half time he was on a yellow card but wasn't playing particularly well either. I don't think it was a shock that he was benched against Bournemouth. I actually benched him in my FPL team that week because I didn't think he was going to start. But I do think it was a slight surprise. Again, not a shock, but a slight surprise that he didn't start against Man City. Because Villa weren't particularly great defensively in that Bournemouth game. They did give up quite a few chances. But to not start Man City, to not even get off the bench, and for Villa to absolutely smash it in that match, does not give me any confidence about Cash starting moving forward so I think for most people unless you've got another defender that you think is a higher priority to sell this week cash is going to have to be sold over the next couple of games I just can't see any reason to hold on to him I've been through the thought process myself just bench him for Arsenal see what happens against Brentford and then play him against Sheffield United and that might work out but even though that's an easier fixture on paper I still don't think there's a guarantee that he starts that game I guess if you've got like for me for example i've got cash and mark gay for crystal palace i don't really need either of them moving forward so i could sell gay because if an injury happens in that villa back line like if carlos got injured or konza that would increase matty cash's minute so i guess in those certain situations you could hold on to him another week but like i said for most people it's time to get rid in terms of players in and around that five million price point I've already spoken about Reese Jane, so I won't go into that anymore. My favourite option that I'm probably going to bring in is Pedro Parra. Now, I get it, right? Bringing a player in against Newcastle is not ideal, and he probably won't keep a clean sheet. But which players at that price point will, right? Especially for game week 16. He's got attacking threat. And I also like him after that as well. The fixtures that Spurs have got are pretty decent after Newcastle at home. So he's probably my number one target. But he is 5.3 million. So you need a little bit of money in the bank. After Newcastle, it's Forest away. Everton at home. Brighton away. Bournemouth at home. If you wanted to go for um, Chelsea but not Reese James. Because obviously they got Everton away this week. Which is better than, probably better anyway than Newcastle at home. You could go for Colwell or Thiago Silva. I think Thiago Silva at 5 million is a very boring pick, but he is basically nailed on. He's played 90 minutes every single game. Can he play every fixture over Christmas because of his age, et cetera? Possibly not, but can you tell me a list of kind of 20, 30 players that we would want for FPL that are definitely going to start every game over Christmas? There's not that many, right? Maybe a handful like Son, Salah, et cetera, Bowen, Watkins. Um, so I don't think him missing the odd game would be a problem, and he's unlikely to come off the bench either. It's not a guarantee, but he's unlikely for that to happen. So it's boring, but for 5 million with the fixtures they've got, and if you really wanted to target Chelsea defence, I wouldn't rule him out. But for 0.5 million less, you've got Colwell, who, when fit and available, has started pretty much every game as well. So I don't think there's a massive need to pay the extra 0.5 for Thiago Silva, but I also just don't see him being taken out of the team at all with Colwell, it's, it's probably unlikely to happen as well, but could Kukurea play left-back, Baddy, Ashila, left-centre-back, and will be on the bench for one game? It's a possibility, right? So you could look at Chelsea. The other option is to go for Newcastle, but again, they got Spurs away this week, so it's not a great time to bring them in, but afterwards, someone like Fabian Cher, who's absolutely nailed whenever Botman's back, etc. Obviously, with Lascelles, he's only playing while Botman's out. Um... After Spurs away, they got Fulham at home, Luton away, Forest at home. Then two tricky fixtures, Liverpool away and Man City at home. And even Villa away in 22, to be fair. And then the fixtures get good again afterwards. So I think because of the length of good fixtures Spurs have, at least on paper, and the attacking threat, Porro is better than Cher. But I think for 17 to 19, you could absolutely make a case that the Newcastle man is slightly better. Outside of that... Take your pick. There really are hardly any defenders that I would want to be bringing in right now. Trippier and Trent, obviously, a lot more money. You'd have to see if you've got the cash to bring them in. You could do something like Burmo down to a really cheap midfielder, like a Gennazo, Enzo Fernandez, someone like that, and then get Trippier or Trent. But for most people, you're probably looking at Poro, Chelsea defender, or possibly a Newcastle defender, but probably not this week. I genuinely don't know, right? And please leave a comment below on YouTube who else would you even bring in this week like even if we look at the game week 16 fixtures man united bournemouth at home right bournemouth are playing really well right now so there's probably not a clean sheet there anyway but on paper not bad but after that the fixtures are not great nobody wants a brighton defender until estropinian's back i think it's the wrong even though matip's out for the season probably i don't know if i would go for canate because i Palace to away you got man united at home and arsenal at home wrong time to be buying an arsenal defender the list goes on so i think that is probably a reason why if you don't need to sell cash this week you could give it another week and just see if an injury happens at aston villa that would give cash the minutes otherwise like i said you're looking at poro maybe doggy. i haven't really mentioned him too much i just think i just don't know how many clean sheets there are for spurs maybe a few but the reason you go for poro is the attacking threat udoggy doesn't really have it I guess if you wanted to cover the fixtures you could so spurs chelsea newcastle defenders otherwise there's not really anyone else i'm looking at right now so i suspect that most julian alvarez owners are probably just done with him at this point it was another frustrating game last night against aston villa he came off in the 67th minute no fpl returns whatsoever now i didn't watch that game in full because i was watching man united versus chelsea instead and i did get the impression that man city just weren't great overall and villa were brilliant it wasn't just an alvarez problem But when you look at the numbers, it's not great viewing. In 67 minutes, he put up zero XG and zero expected assists. And against Spurs the week before, it was 0.04 expected goals in that game as well. Now, to be fair, he got an assist in game week 40. And I actually thought he played pretty well. Maybe unlucky not to get another assist. He hit the post too. But overall, it's not going well for him at the moment. And last six game weeks, he's had two assists and no goals. So I fully get why people want to sell him and given that he blanks in 18, and who knows, De Bruyne might be back after that as well, and that would become an issue for his minutes, I get why people want to sell, but would I do it in game week 16? You've got to try and forget everything that's happened, all that frustration you've had over the last five to six weeks, like looting away is still such a good fixture on paper, the problem is, could he be rested? Could Pep change things up for multiple reasons, right? One, it's a quick turnaround, so you might want to give some players a rest anyway. Alvarez has played a lot of minutes this year. Now, he has also had a bit of rest in the Champions League, but does that mean that he needs to have that rest? And could that happen after playing midweek and then playing again on Sunday? The other thing is, and I'm sure you've all seen the stats and stuff going around, that was one of Pep's worst games in management in terms of the amount of shots the Man City conceded. And they have conceded a lot of goals recently. So surely, at some point soon, he's just going to mix up not the whole team, right? I'm not expecting 11 changes, but maybe the tactics, where players are playing, which kind of players come in as well into the first 11. Does that mean we could see Alvarez not start a Premier League game against Luton? Possibly. So I think it's really tricky. I think if I owned him, I wouldn't be able to sell him. In- unless we got a leak that he was definitely benched, bearing in mind the game's on Sunday, so that's probably not going to happen i think i would have to keep him because it's Luton away even if there's a chance he gets benched it's a bit like darwin nunez right i brought him in knowing that he was almost certainly going to get benched against sheffield united but you can't sell a player with that fixture so i think i would say i get the frustration i get why you want to sell and i'm definitely not against it especially with that blank but i just don't think i could do it before Luton, unless there was some kind of indication he wasn't going to start whether that's a leak whether that's pep saying something in the press conference he's not going to tell you but you might be able to get a bit of an idea from what he says you might talk about changing things up bringing other players in players not performing and stuff like that and then it comes down to a bit of guesswork if you're going to sell him um, i guess it depends how much money you've got to spend i mean ollie watkins if you don't own him you should probably get him in otherwise you're probably going down to solanke i would say um, save yourself a bit of money he's 6.5 million Man United away. This is what I mean about not transferring Alvarez. If you want to go to Solanke, I completely get it. But I'd rather have Luton away than Man United away. And look, Bournemouth playing really well. Man United not necessarily defending great. But on paper, I'd rather have Alvarez this week. And then you make the switch in game week 17 when Solanke has Luton at home, Forest away, Fulham at home. So that is probably the player that I would go to. If you need to spend seven million or less and you're not going for Solanke. The options get really limited. Like, Eduard's about to come into some tricky fixtures for Crystal Palace. They've got Liverpool, Man City, Brighton, Chelsea, Brentford, Arsenal, next six. So I wouldn't go there. Wiss is going to go away for African Cup of Nations, plus they're blanking in game week 18. Uh, Clinton Morris, someone we thought was absolutely nailed on, didn't start against Arsenal. That could just be because of, you know, the midweek fixture. Not great. Kunya maybe, instead of Huang will he have penalties will he take one at some point in the future I don't know but he is returning at the moment he's only 5.6 so he could be an option Nicholas Jackson if you really want to take a punt with the fixtures Chelsea have but Brian will probably take some minutes off him at some point João Pedro Ferguson they're just rotate they're t- too much of a rotation risk so yeah I think the only option if you want to sell Alvarez to go to Solanke I think if you want to make that move you're just better off doing it in game week 17 oh wait which week are we in Yeah, game week 17 instead. I almost forgot what game week this is. It's because 15 hasn't finished yet. Yeah, 16's next, then 17. I would make the Alvarez slanky move in game week 17, if I'm going to do it at all. So we've got to talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold. It was another double-digit haul for him last night. He's doing really well at the moment, and that is why nearly 50,000 FPL managers have already brought him in ahead of game week 16 and he's great, right? You know that, you don't need me to tell you that, and he's always going to be a consistent point scorer. That is why he's priced at 8 million. Should you bring him into your FPL teams right now, I would say that depends on how you are set up. Like, I wouldn't do Trippier to Trent, but if you can do another defender to him without, you know, major surgery, so you're not taking minus eights, minus twelves, then I would definitely think about it. I think if Burmo is going to miss Sheffield United, that gives people the potential opportunity to downgrade him to someone really cheap, then upgrade like a Matty Cash or someone like that to Trent. And that could be a good move. But I don't think there's a mad rush to go out and buy him. I actually think this could be a similar situation to what happened with Trippier a few game weeks ago. You know, he went on that ridiculous run when they had the really good fixtures and then he suddenly became essential. But on game week 10 wildcard, some people kept him, some people dropped him. And then he got a zero pointer against Wolves and then people wanted to sell him. Then he got a nine pointer against Arsenal. Suddenly he's essential again. Then he gets two one pointers in a row. No one's really talking about him. Then he gets the 12 pointer against Man United. And again, people really want him back in their teams, etc. So it's like a constant up and down depending on how many points he gets. And I haven't seen the Everton game. He might smash it there. But I feel like it could be the same with Trent. If you look at Liverpool's recent fixtures right since game week nine there's only one game where trent hasn't returned they've had everton at home forest at home luton away brentford at home man city away to be fair he got the goal in that game uh fulham at home Sheffield united away that is a really good fixture run and if at any point during that you've owned trent alexander arnold fair play great points that is not the fixture run that they've got coming up now of course he can still get points but is he going to get enough to Warrant bringing them into your team, depending on how you're set up, possibly not. Out of the next six game weeks, the three best fixtures on paper, at least, are all away: Palace, Burnley, Bournemouth. There's definitely points in that in those games for Trent, but you'd prefer some of them to be at home. And then the three at home are Man United, Arsenal, and Newcastle. Three teams that could definitely score against Liverpool. Now, even when I say that out loud, that is actually really similar to Trippier because I said from game week ten onwards the fixture run on, on paper wasn't great most of their good games were away um the bad ones were at home but to be fair they kept a clean sheet against man united and against arsenal it was only chelsea they conceded in so maybe liverpool will do the same but i don't look at that fixture run and think that trent is essential am i jealous of people that have got him yes if i could get him in easily would i consider it yes but the way that i'm set up with the kind of let's just take a quick look here with the the likes of Salah, son saka i've got darwin up front but obviously that will be watkins eventually even if i sold imbermo to someone let's let's just say i sell saliba who's my most expensive defender i've only got 5.2 million to spend on imbermo now i could go for i don't know let's just say enzo fernandez because the fixtures are really good for chelsea at 4.8 you could go for ganacho so or someone like that it gives me 0.4 and i could maybe Find another 0.4 to get Watkins, but then I'm having to make multiple extra transfers just to get Trent in. And I think if Trippie was to get his yellow card tonight and be suspended for Spurs, I'd rather just get him in after the Spurs game for less money, who's just as good as an FPL option. So again, don't take this as I think Trent is bad. He's absolutely not. I just don't know, like I said, if there's that mad rush to get him. But if you are getting him, good luck to you. But hopefully not against Man United. If you enjoyed that video, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Make sure to rate five stars if you're listening on podcasts. This will, I know it's a short turnaround. This will probably be the only video today because I want to wait till all the matches are finished. So I'll do team selection early on Friday once I know what my scores are, what my transfers are, and stuff like that. And then I'll do final thoughts as normal after the press conferences. Obviously, there's some big updates to come, especially about in Burmo So we'll discuss that again. So thank you very much for watching. I'll catch you again tomorrow.